0: Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boyd. Reese Boyd is on right now. Talk 94.5.
1: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. I am Reese Boyd, local attorney here in town with the firm of Davis & Boyd, Attorneys at Law. I'm your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. Welcome to the show. It is 7.07 on your Saturday morning, Saturday, March the 13th, 2021. Welcome to Saturday Morning Coffee here At Saturday Morning Coffee, we invite you to sit down, pour yourself a cup of your favorite coffee, join us as we talk about the news, current events, all the things happening in your world that we think you need to know. Here at Saturday Morning Coffee, we are all about limited constitutional government, lower taxes, more freedom for you and me, all of us who are we the people. Those are quaint notions these days, are they not? More freedom, limited constitutional government, (laughs) lower lower a fiscally responsible government that's what we're all about folks it's uh it may be we may be chasing unicorns at the moment but that's what we're about here at saturday morning coffee we've got a country to save and it starts right here on the local level so let's get to it we invite you to sit in with us and join us with that uh cup of your favorite coffee Or if you have a newspaper, you can pull that out as well. Join us as we get your Saturday morning going. Joined here in the studio, as always, by producer extraordinaire Dr. Glenn Dye. Dr. Dye, how are you this morning? I am
2: great this morning. Reese, how are you this morning?
1: I'm doing well. I'm a little, my throat is, a my throat, my throat, throat, I I sound like Joe Biden.
2: Uh, (laughs) Not as sleepy, though.
1: I'm not quite as sleepy. My throat is a little froggy this morning. Try to get through this. But uh, yeah, doing well. And uh, what are you? What's the coffee cafe du jour?
2: Uh, actually, I'm trying to wind up some coffees that I have open. I did receive another uh, shipment of the, you know, the coffee club from that yeah. you, know, you gave me for Christmas. Yeah. I have not opened the box, so I don't know what's special. But that'll be next week, I'm sure. Yeah. But today, just finishing up a little Kirkland. You know, Kirkland. I don't want to waste coffee. No, I, you don't waste coffee. down to the bottom, buddy. You good know? coffee. It came a long ways to get
1: to me. Yeah, good coffee is good coffee. Juan worked hard to get up into the mountains. Yes, he did. To find those beans. So, yeah. Let we, alone we don't own Eeyore. Yeah. You know? No, we don't, we don't waste coffee. No. <laughs> and uh, I'm still, uh, my wife, I got up this morning and my wife had uh, brewed a, some, a pot of Bones coffee, so I'm drinking Bones this morning. Smor- you do like that Bones. Time. I love the Bones. Yeah, my, I, it's actually my wife's favorite because it's one of the, she's done a little thing called e2m which is a and i'm sort of doing it not totally doing it but it's a little uh lifestyle diet exercise sort of thing that's one of the few coffees that she can drink black okay and so one of the things they uh ask you to do is eliminate the cream i like a little coffee with my cream that's so i use a
2: non-dairy creamer
1: i'm not a candidate really for e2m but yeah she's doing it and but the s'mori bones uh the s'mori time is uh, one of our favorites. They also have a Guatemalan blend that is really excellent. We've given away a few, um, given away f- a few bags here on the show. I keep trying to get them to come on board as a sponsor. They haven't uh, taken the bite yet, but we'll uh, keep working on that. Yeah, uh, throw them a bone, yeah, throw them yeah. a bone. Uh, we'll uh, we'll keep working on that. We invite you guys to join the show this morning. Tell us what you are drinking, what your cafe du jour may be. We can reach us on the call in line. That number is eight four three nine zero three two nine four five you can also text us your comments the text line is eight four three seven nine eight talk that's eight four three seven nine eight eight two five five you can also email your comments to the show reespoidsmc at gmail.com and uh, for those of you who listen to the podcast maybe catch the show at a different hour different time you can also reach me in the uh weekday hours in the normal business hours during the weekdays at the offices of Davis and Boyd, Attorneys at Law. The number there at the office is 843-839-9800. Always love to hear from you guys uh, there. Um, love to hear what you think about the show, what uh, you'd like to see us talk about, what we can do to make the show better for you, because this is all about you guys and getting your Saturday morning off on the right foot. lot to talk about today. Goodness, what a crazy, crazy week. Did you listen to the speech yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. The speech was, uh, it was bizarre. I don't even know it was a speech. You know, never in the history, well, I, I won't say never in the history, you know, not in a hundred years, Glenn, <laughs> have Americans waited longer to hear from their newly elected president. Yep. And that was what we got. You know, it's kind of well,
2: like. Well, you're going to be allowed to have a cookout with a few friends. On the 4th of July. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've got a great clip for yeah, that. That bonus, you know, that was thrown at you, that was nice of him to say that we can have a cookout. Hey, Joe, I, we're already cooking out. Yeah. Yeah, Go ahead. let's go ahead and uh, roll that clip. Roll oh, that well, clip you want you the? Don't. Yeah, just roll, roll that which clip. Which clip was that? Clip one, two, or three? I think that's clip one. All right. Roll clip hey, one, since, right. you,
1: since you segued right and. into it. If
0: do all this, if we do our part, if we do this together, by July the 4th, there's a good chance you...
1: Your families and friends will be able to get together in your backyard or in your neighborhood and have a cookout or a barbecue and celebrate Independence Day. Have a little cookout. I can't that wait. I can't large wait. Events, not, nothing big. People together, but it does mean small groups will no be more able than, to get together. No more than one last after name. After this long, hard year. After this long, hard this year. Independence Day something truly special. Something truly uh, special. Two or three of your Where we clo- not only mark our independence as a nation. But from this virus. We begin virus. to mark our independence from this virus. What a knucklehead. Uh, I mean, I, I kept I kept asking myself, ah, who is he talking to?
2: <laughs> I can ta- I can smell the barbecue sauce, and I can taste the watermelon already. I mean, it's you only know, a few
1: months away. We'll know, be free. Glenn, somehow we need to have I,
2: – I, by the time we
1: got – because that was a little bit later in the speech, and I had some things I was going to talk about, but you segued right into that nicely. So that's uh, – that's good. You know, by the time he got to that section of the speech, I was so baffled. I mean, it's like I said, no. in 100 years, no president has ever made the American public wait longer for a speech than Joe Biden just did. Um, and that was not worth waiting for. I, 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 kept, I kept thinking to myself, who is he talking to?
2: Remember the He's, world of Bizarro he, in yeah. Seinfeld? It was like a parallel world.
1: To, is he... To me, it was like, to me, honestly, it wasn't even like a speech. It was like a, um, it was like the Bill Murray bar scene in Groundhog Day where you've got this drunk guy at the counter talking to himself. I mean, I felt like he was doing a webcam video from his basement. You know how he kind of turned his head and looked at the camera and I, and I thought, who is this man talking to? And when he got to the, um. When he got to the bit about the barbecue that you just played, I'm thinking to myself, Joe, the hell you say? What are you talking about? I'm not, we don't need your permission to go out in the backyard and have a barbecue. Who do you think you are? And it makes me want to have the biggest barbecue that has ever been had. As a matter of fact, Glenn, I was going to say on the, on the show a little bit later, but I'll, 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 I'll tease it now. I think the Republican Party in Orie County. We're going to be talking about the Orie County Republican Party a little bit today because we're in the midst of reorg. I think the Orie County Republican Party. You remember Dan's bake sale that Rush Limbaugh had? Remember Dan's bake sale? He had a, he had a, it became a na, it became a national event. Everybody was coming all over the all over the country to go to this bake sale. I, I don't <laughs> I, I didn't go, but I remember reading about it at one point. But we should have the biggest barbecue that we can – I mean, there should be thousands of pigs slaughtered for this barbecue. Yeah. Um, I mean, forget about Robin Hood and and GameStop. You should be investing in pork belly futures because that's how many pigs we need to do this barbecue right. But we should
2: have the biggest barbecue in history. Yeah. And, and, and Kingsford, Kingsford is a sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got to figure that out. And we should talk about uh, later uh, – the Washington Post fact-checked his uh, speech oh, yeah. as well. So – right there that yeah, tells you that tells you that's the washington post folks <laughs> but uh, great show coming up today folks we're going to be joined by
1: russell fry here on the program russell's going to talk to us about some things going on in the legislature we also are going to be talking about the uh, oree county republican party and reorg which uh, we've been talking about on the show and it's going on now we're going to be joined on the program shortly by shannon grady shannon is the president of the oree county GOP Women's Club. So we look forward to talking to Shannon. A lot to talk about today here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Hope you'll stick with us. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town.
0: Saturday Morning Coffee. Call the show at 843-903-2945. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour returns after these on Talk 94.5. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Milo is your best friend.
3: He's your second cousin. All roads lead to... He's and sun. Malo is a long, long way from home yet. Milo is a name you won't forget. Milo, I haven't
1: met yet. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Respoiled Radio Hour. It is 721 on your Saturday morning, Saturday, March 13th. Thanks for joining us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Tim, the car detail guy, checking in on the pcrxcomputers.com text line. Good morning, Tim. I need need some car detailing, Tim. As a matter of fact, we swapped a message about that. Got to get with you next week. Isn't that
2: something? I just talked to him uh, yesterday as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder,
1: I would... uh, anyway we'll we'll uh, we'll talk about that later uh will also joining us on the pcrxcomputers.com text line uh good morning will larry biddle checking in with a beautiful shot of the sunrise over the inlet good morning larry thanks for joining us here on the show hope you guys are having a great saturday morning and hope we can uh, round it out for you little matt the electrician this morning here on saturday morning coffee easing you into the day hope it's uh Hope it's a good day for all of you. Uh, talking before the break about the, the speech, the first wonderful speech. You know, that, that speech will definitely go down in history, uh, Glenn. That was one of the greats. That was yeah. one of the greats. I mean, that was right up there with uh, Reagan at the Brandenburg Gate. Yeah. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I mean, I, I could, I was ha- first of all, I was having a hard time determining if what we were watching was actually Joe Biden or CGI. Right. I mean, he could have gone I mean he could have been in the basement I don't you don't know yeah it he didn't even look real he looked kind of did, did am
2: I am I crazy Hall of Presidents at uh, exactly Disney World he looked like, he yeah. looked like
1: wax he, yeah <laughs> he didn't look real yeah and and then he was talking and about five minutes into it I'm thinking to myself what is he talking about it's like I told you it didn't even feel to me like a speech it felt like some sort of webcam video from the basement and I thought to myself, is that even Joe Biden? Right. You know, I mean, really, what is he talking about? It was depressing. It was dark. And why do, you, why do you choose to give a speech on the anniversary of the lockdown that your policies have made worse? I mean, is this really something to celebrate or commemorate? Well, it's a challenge. <laughs> and then, and then he said, and then he said, he's he's babbling on for a few moments. And then he says something about... Uh, finding light in the darkness yeah. may be one of the most American things that we can do, and I'm sitting there th- scratching my head, going, "Huh? <laughs> Fi- finding light in the darkness? What about, what about liberty? What about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness?" You know, what about uh, give me liberty or give me death? We haven't heard that in what, a while. What about, you know, uh, one if by land, two if by mm. sea? I mean, you name it. I mean, there's a gazillion things that are more American than finding light in the darkness. What, what is that? What yeah. kind of? Yeah. I mean, what about planning a man on the moon and returning him safely to the earth? I mean, we did we, what we did that not once, but what, a dozen times, Mr. Space Race? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: On Mr. Space Race.
1: What about? Here's another one, Joe. What about saving the world from tyranny? We did that what? Once, twice, three times by my count? Hmm. At least three times. This great country of ours has saved the world, literally saved the world from tyranny. And you got Sleepy Joe Biden up there telling the American people that finding light in the darkness is one of the most American things that we can do. What kind of, I'm thinking to myself, who is writing this drivel and what kind of crack cocaine have they been smoking? Good grief. And I'm, and I'm asking myself, you know, what impact must this be having on our youth and our children. I swear, Glenn, I shouldn't swear, I apologize, uh, folks. But one of the things I, I, I completely remember as a child are the inspirational speeches of Ronald Reagan. They, they, they got into you. They sort of infused you with optimism and hope. And they were uh, projecting America as the shining city on the hill. And and they were they were they did what a presidential speech is supposed to do. They encouraged us. They uh, caused us to rally around those things that make um, um, around American exceptionalism. Those things that make America great. And I, and I'm watching that just awful. Uh, Basement embarrassment of a speech, and I thought to myself, what kind of impact must this speech be having on the young people of the country as they look at their television screens? Of course, they couldn't have stayed focused more than about thirty seconds without, you know, drifting off into sleep because I couldn't even tell what he was talking about. But I, I kept asking myself, what sort of impact is he having on the youth uh, of this country? It, it's it can't be in, it can't be good. But uh, he said, uh, and then the and then the bit about uh, all the disinformation, as you said, the Washington Post fact you, when this president is being fact checked by the Washington Post, you know something's wrong and and what about the bit about um, racial animus and violence toward asian Americans and somehow that seems to be the fault of white supremacists responding to the coronavirus but, pandemic did you know that? I haven't seen any videos. I did not know that it was not in no. my white supremacist newsletter. No. I knew nothing no. about the fact that I am supposed to be blaming Asian Americans for the coronavirus pandemic. No. I, I I did not know.
2: No, I. Um, did you I, miss that memo too? Yeah, uh, it's not on the back of my privilege card, which is, which is for <laughs> sale. By by, uh, it, it hasn't done me any good. So I'm willing to sell my card.
1: It hasn't. Worked out very well for you. So, I mean, just an embarrassment of a speech. And I didn't, even, I didn't even mean to spend quite that much time talking about it. It was truly awful. We've already talked about uh, the July 4th barbecue fiasco. And I, I truly believe, Glenn, uh, if I'm in charge of the Republican Party, we'll get to that. I think we're going to have the biggest barbecue on July 4th <laughs> that has ever been had in these here parts. Thousands of pigs will meet their maker uh, it's just, it's embarrassing to say, uh, if you, if you're a good little mask wearer for the next four months, maybe you can have a little, maybe you can have a little backyard barbecue with, yeah. with two or three of your immediate family yep. and you can do that. That's okay with me. Dude, who do you think you are? Who the F do you think you're talking to? Mm-hmm. You're talking to the American people. Oh, but they think we're stupid. Remember that. Don't forget that. I hope and pray that this country that we love and that we have known is not gone, but by May one, you're all going to be eligible to be vaccinated, so you can you can be happy about that. Yay! So, so anyway, what a what a mess! What a hot mess! The one thing I did say that I did notice um, in the speech, I will share this last little bit of info before we forget about this abysmal speech, is there was no mention of mandatory vaccines because I honestly think Glenn. I believe you know he he cited the Fouch, which was, you know, offense number five hundred in this uh, this disastrous speech. He quoted the Fouch. and one thing you look for in a presidential speech, if he's going to quote somebody, it needs to be somebody of some substance, of some standing. When your president is looking to the Fouch for intellectual guidance and moral stability, uh, we're in we're in real trouble.
2: Well, the the Fouch is also, I think he's got closer ties to to China than i i, I, I don 't trust him oh no you 're not being a white supremacist, are you? you're, no. not, you're not you 're not suggesting nope. that, that, nope. Nope. that china that China may have
1: had something to do with the china virus
2: look i I grew up with a a black stepfather so I, a step grandfather yeah. so i, um, I, I don 't think that a white supremacy card would work with me
1: no, so there was no discussion of uh, there was no discussion of uh, Mandatory vaccines. I think we can we can take that to the bank. Well, I feel good about that.
2: Man, I don't know, man. Uh, passports requiring. I don't know. Uh, you know as long I as you know. as long
1: as you hide on, hide under your rock, Sleepy Joe is is not going to make you get vaccinated. I don't know, folks. It's uh, th- this Democratic Congress and this administration as busy is busy at work every day, uh, re envisioning uh, what the American experiment means and transforming this country into something that you and I. But do not and will not recognize and they've made good progress folks and they are they are hard at work and uh, we've got a lot to talk about in that regard but coming up after these words from our sponsors we're going to be talking to shannon grady with the ory county gop women's club and we're going to be talking about reorg so stick around for that a lot more to come on saturday morning coffee i'm reese boyd that's glenn Dye. stick with us
0: Local news and more. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Coming up next on Talk 94.5. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour, two full hours on Talk 94.5.
1: Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 7, what is it, 735. And
2: and 55 degrees. And 55 degrees on
1: your Saturday morning. And it is your Saturday morning. Thank you for sharing it with us. Just before the break, we were talking about the O'Ree County Republican Party. Spend a little bit of time talking about that. Today, we've been talking about the process of reorg here on the program. Reorg, obviously short for reorganization and the meetings uh, whereby the party uh, reorganizes itself have uh, started to take place. They started this week. The first meeting was held in North Myrtle Beach. That was uh, on the 11th. Today, there are two meetings. Encourage you guys to uh, jump up, get dressed and head out. If you are on the South Strand, if you live in uh any of the Burgess or Garden City precincts, if you are in the Marlowe 1, 2, or 3 precincts, you are, uh, your precincts are being reorganized through the Republican Party for the Republican Party purposes, I should say. Uh, that meeting will take place uh, this morning, Saturday, March the 13th. That is today, 9.30 a.m. That meeting will take place at the South Strand Rec Center. And that is located on Scipio Lane, 9650 Scipio Lane. That's Myrtle Beach, SC 29588. Um, That's uh, right there, just off uh, the bypass, uh, there between 17 and 707. And I hope you guys will come out and participate in the process because all of the craziness in the world, folks, and it is crazy. Uh, only underscores the need for you to get involved you and your neighbor and everybody who has a uh, a concern about where this country is headed right now we are joined on the program by Shannon Grady Shannon is the I believe she's the president, maybe the chairperson, she'll she'll correct me, but she is the president of the Orie County, I believe, the Orie County Republican Women's Club. The Orie County Republican Women's Club is a club designed to encourage women in Orie County to become more involved in politics, to run for public office, to foster loyalty to the Republican Party and to promote its ideals and principles. Uh, that will uh, take place in supporting the objectives and platforms of the Republican Party and the Republican National Committee and will work to support the election of Republican Party candidates. Uh, They meet occasionally. I believe they meet the second Monday of every month at the uh, Magnolia's Restaurant. They are on 26th Avenue. So they have a great thing going. And you ladies, and I think they're open to men and women. We'll talk to Shannon about that. But you guys should uh, check it out. Shannon, good morning. Great to have you on the show. Yep.
4: Good morning. Great to be with you.
1: So uh, tell us a little bit. I, I gave a brief intro, but how long have you been doing the Republican Women's Club for O'Ree County, and, and what sort of stuff are you working on right now?
4: Well, I'm uh, newly sworn in. I was sworn in as the new president in February uh, of this year, and it has been uh, an awesome opportunity. I, um, I love what I'm seeing in terms of the enthusiasm we have had since. Uh, January, we've had, I think the current number is 60 new women have joined. Wow. And we also have uh, 16 associates, which are men, that Mm -hmm. have joined as well. So you're absolutely correct that it is open to both men and women. Yeah. And we are, of course, right now focused, as you mentioned, uh, it's the month of March, so it's the reorganization month for the GOP party. And we're very focused on making sure folks realize that, hey, if you want to get involved in your local politics and then eventually your state and even national, it really starts with these precinct reorg meetings. Yeah. So um, uh, I, I think that I can't stress enough when we had uh, Mark Manoak come out and talk to us, and, and he shared that we have fourteen hundred and seventy-seven essentially possible delegate slots, and mm-hmm. uh, the last convention it was just two hundred and eighty. So you know, our group has set a goal that we're going to try to get that number up to five hundred and gradually increase it. Yeah. Um, I think that's important. And, uh, and when you and, and, it, and
1: let me just clarify one thing. So you so. When you say 14, high, 14, almost 1,500 possible delegates, those, those are if everybody who can participate in the Republican Party came out and participated and and Correct. nominated somebody for their precinct to be an EC and whatnot. At the county yes. convention, theoretically, we could have 1,500 yes. delegates there participating.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think it's just been a, a matter of uh, a lack of knowledge on one on one hand, and then also just some apathy on the other. Sure. Um, so I've kind of got a little slogan that I've said. You know, we we got to make this the, the 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 point that everybody goes to is that you know don't just complain, get out and campaign. Okay. Oh, yeah. your campaign for yourself or somebody else. You know, complaining about it and screaming at your TV does not solve the problem. Yeah. Um You, you know, I love what you guys are saying about the Joe Biden's speech, uh, if we want to call it that. That's one of like Joe Joe Biden's ramblings, but. Uh, I, I remember when he got to the point where he said, you know, hey, and, and, and we might even be able to have a small gathering for Independence Day. And I thought, you know, Joe, we actually fought a war mm-hmm. so that we don't have to take dictates from idiots like yourself. Absolutely. So, no, yeah. no, no, We're, we're not going to abide by that. Um,
1: I, 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 so I, I, I found very... myself thinking, who, "Who, what country is he talking to? Because he's not talking to the United States of America that I am familiar with. I mean,
4: absolutely. Yeah. Certainly not the one that my husband wore a, a uniform to defend. Yeah. Um, and while
1: – go ahead. No, well, I was just going to say I I, I think we, we see there the contrast of two visions, and it seems to me, uh, Shannon, that it seems that people – you say you were talking about the energy. It it seems that finally uh, a lot of people are waking up to the need to get involved and to participate. Yeah. And, and because if if they just sit back and wait for government to come to them – it won't be the government that they want. It won't be the government that we need. That's correct. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I've had folks, even from my hometown, I'm from South Carolina originally, but I'm from Upper State, York County area. Oh, yeah. And I had some folks reach out to me and say, hey, how do I, what is reward? You know, what is it, you know? And so I told them what it was and, and where their meetings were located. I looked that up for them, and I got a call back from one of the ladies that I attended church with growing up, and she said, hey, you know, I'm gone, and now I'm the EC. And I thought, fantastic. You know, that's that's great. She got involved, and she is a terrific person, very solid conservative, um, and exactly the kind of people that we need to get involved in our party.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, that's exactly correct. And I think we've got a lot of folks out there who have interest, and there's there's great energy. Uh, people want yeah. to fix uh, fix what's broken with our democracy, and there's a lot that we've uh, sort of let slip through the cracks here in my opinion and the Republican party's been sort of stalled here in Ore County for the last couple of years, but I think we'll get I think we're going to get it back on track and I think it's going to be a, a good thing. I think we've got a lot of work uh, cut out for us, but we can do it
4: absolutely and I, uh, I think folks like yourself and others who are working diligently to to turn it around and, and get more people involved it's, it's great. I mean, I walked through my neighborhood last night, and they're building probably another four hundred, five hundred homes across this area, and those are all new potential members to the GOP that we've got to make sure we access when they get here, um, to make sure they know how they can be involved.
1: Yeah, that that has been one of my frustrations, Shannon. We need to be doing outreach in those new developments and communities and reaching people when they come to town. We've been unfortunately we've been bogged down in a lot of sideline issues that don't really. Don't really move the ball down the field um, as a party, and we need to get. I think we need to get beyond that and start, as you as you said, reaching the folks. uh, You know, winning, winning the hearts and minds of the people, Uh, because there's a lot of folks moving in who come from different areas, different political uh, backgrounds. uh, You know, different, different. Maybe some a lot of blue state folks are uh, are moving to town, and that. Is something we need to remain vig- vigilant about and, and get out in the communities and, and talk and meet our neighbors and and talk to them about conservative uh, solutions and that sort of thing. So if folks want to participate in the Myrtle Beach Republican Women's Club, how, remind us where you meet and how often you meet.
4: We meet the second Monday of every month uh, at Magnolias on 26th Avenue. Uh, The meeting starts around 1130 with a brunch, uh, with a buffet-style, not a brunch, uh, a buffet-style meal. And then the meeting itself begins at 12 noon and runs till 1. And then we've just started having uh, an evening gathering that occurs on the second Thursday of every month. Uh, We just had our meeting Thursday at Bonfire in Conway. Now, the Thursday meeting is going to rotate. I kind of did that for a couple of reasons. One, As you well know, Worry County is the largest geographical uh, county in South Carolina, and so it's a little difficult for somebody who lives in, say, Ainer or Longs or Lores to make it to a lunchtime meeting in Myrtle Beach. So, for those ladies at work and can't attend, uh, regardless of where it's located, we're doing this uh, 4.30 to 6.30 evening gathering, and we're located at... Some, uh, local business owner's restaurant. We don't do chains. We're not going to Chili's or Outback or yeah. you know Olive Garden. We're trying to pick locally owned uh, restaurants because we want to help them. They've struggled through this pandemic, so we're trying to, to help out. So we were, we've done it twice now. We were at Sole Italian in Myrtle Beach, and now we've just done bonfires. And i uh, got oh, awesome. a group of ladies who are going to uh, help me out with picking places um, around Horry County. So that is the... Uh, the, the mode we're taking with thursdays now if you're interested in finding out hey where's it going to be we have a facebook group that you can ask to to join it is simply the Ori county republican women's club uh, three little questions we ask and how you affiliated with Ori county uh, do you promise to abide by the rules we, we can't have people posting you know insensitive or derogatory remarks uh, primarily because yeah. facebook as we all know is oh, yeah. out to get conservatives and uh, anything they can they can gig us on, they're going to. So that's all we ask. And then, you know, we'd love to have you come aboard. Well, Shannon, so those are the times that we're meeting.
1: That's great. And uh, I encourage you guys to check out the Facebook page. It's O'Ree County Republican Women's Club. And anything else you want to say about re Yeah,
4: please come out today. We have one, one at 930 and also one at 1 o'clock today. So Perfect. please see where you are in that range and, then, and come out and get involved. And then there's several meetings coming
1: up. Well, Shannon, thanks so much for joining us here on the show. And folks, get in touch with them on Facebook. And Shannon, we'll talk to you soon. We'll see you at Reorg. How about that? Absolutely. Thanks a lot. You
4: guys have a great
1: day. Thanks, Shannon. Take care, folks. It's Saturday Morning Coffee, and we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. I'm Reese Boyd. Don't leave town.
0: Saturday Morning Coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese coming up next on Talk (laughs) 94.5. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours, full hours on Talk 94.5. Can't
5: keep my hands to myself. Think I just am all put them
3: back up on the show.
1: good morning ladies and gentlemen welcome back to saturday morning coffee the reese boyd radio hour it is seven forty-nine on your saturday morning rebels just for kicks here on saturday morning coffee i want to thank um, our guest shannon grady with the O'Reilly County Republican Women's Club for joining us here on the program and remind you guys that you can check out the uh, O'Reilly County Republican Women's Club at their monthly meeting. It is the second Monday of each month at uh, 11.30. I said noon to begin with. That was from their Facebook page, but Shannon said they get started about 11.30 and that's at Magnolia's Restaurant in Myrtle Beach, uh, on 26th Avenue. And she also mentioned a couple of other activities, not in Myrtle Beach, for those of you who are on the western side of the county. So I encourage you to check them out. Search Facebook for Oree County Republican Women's Club, and you can answer a couple of questions and get on their mailing list. And hope you guys will check that out. Coming up in uh, just a few minutes, we'll be joined by Russell Fry here in the studio. Look forward to talking with Representative Fry. A lot going on in Columbia, but wanted to round out this discussion of the Orie County Republican Party and really do hope that we can kind of get the Republican Party back on track, folks. It is uh, sort of a hot mess at the moment, but we are in the midst of a process that uh, we call reorg. We've talked about that quite a bit on this program and other programs. Liz Calloway and Nick have talked about it on the Liz Morning Show, talked about it a fair amount this week. Got a little clip I'll share for you momentarily, but the reorg process has begun. It ha- there has been one meeting in North Myrtle Beach and it continues today. Uh, the meetings today are in, uh, Bur- uh, excuse me, in the uh, at the South Strand uh, Burgess uh, C- Recreation Center. That's at Scipio Lane, just off of Homestown Road. Uh, that's between 17 Bypass and 707. So if you turn on to Homestown. Uh, and uh, look for Scipio Lane, then take, uh, take that right or left onto Scipio, depending on which direction you're coming from. The rec center is down at the end of the road, and that's where the reorg process will continue today. It starts at 9.30. So uh, right after the show, I'm going to jump in my car and head for Scipio Lane because the precincts being reorganized uh, this morning at Scipio Lane at the reorg process meeting uh, include Burgess 1, 2, 3, and 4, Garden City, One, Two, Three, and four, Glen's Bay and Marlowe, one, two, and three. So if you live in any of those precincts, if any of those precincts are yours. Uh, then you can come to the Scipio Lane Rec Center at 930 and participate in the process. All you have to be is a registered voter. And if you're concerned about what's going on in the country and you want to begin to make a difference uh, in your local government, in your Republican Party, that's where it starts, folks. It starts right here on the local level. It starts at that meeting. If you are in the Sacaste precincts, a meeting will be in the same location, just a different time. That meeting will start at 1 o'clock this afternoon. Those precincts are Deerfield, Enterprise, Jackson Bluff, Lake Park 1, 2, and 3, Sea Winds, Sacus T 1, 2, and 3, Surfside 1, 2, 3, and 4. So if any of those precincts are your precinct, then you can come to the Scipio Lane Rec Center this afternoon at 1 o'clock and participate in the reorganization process for uh, those precincts as well. Next meetings will be coming up on March the 20th. Those are for the Myrtle Beach precincts. There will be two, lo- two uh, meeting times on March the 20th. Those will both take place at the Marina Inn at Grand Dunes. And those meetings will uh, take place again Saturday, March 20th. Again, one will start at uh, 9.30. Another will start at 1 p.m. The uh, Those meetings on March the 20th will be followed by meetings on March the 25th in Loris. And then uh, uh, after that, we'll have two meetings in Conway, Aynor, and Carolina Forest on March the 27th. So we'll continue to post this information and talk about it on the program. The process will continue uh, throughout the month, but it is really important for you guys to get involved, participate in the process, stand up, let your voices be heard, because that is how we make a difference. And uh, it's a lot, a lot is happening. There's a lot going on and there's a lot to fix, frankly. And if you see... The uh, Congress is hard at work every day, and the Biden administration as well, busily remaking uh, this country into something that you and I uh, do not recognize. And that's why we have to stay vigilant, stay involved, and uh, be a part of the process. By the way, I've shared this with you guys a little bit, haven't really made a big deal about it on this program, but this week the cat was out of the bag. Um, I've been asked by quite a few people to consider running for Chairman of the Republican Party, and I decided this week, uh, my, as my wife said, a momentary <laughs> lapse of judgment. So i uh, not going to talk about myself here on my show, but Liz asked me about it this week. So, Mr. Producer, why don't you roll that clip from the Liz Callaway morning show where we talk about the Republican Party and, uh, and frankly, my campaign
2: for chairman. You should have given me more time. All I should have right. given it you
1: is more notice.
5: Friday. <laughs> it is March 12th. This is yesterday so on please. the Liz Calloway Show. I know. We're, we're, we ran late last segment. I don't have much time for you here. Because That's all right. Scott, Car- Scott Harper coming on. You're a on. busy lady. You, got, you, got, you got stuff
1: <laughs> to do. You ain't got time for me. I get it. I get it. Listen, I know where I fit into the uh, cog. That's all right.
5: You're a busy lady. Listen, I know you're, um, you know, one of the things is we heard that you are interested in running for a position maybe with the GOP in Orville County.
1: Yes. I didn't know you were going to lead with that. That's an interesting well, I mean, segue into wanted, our little segment hey, here. while you're here. But, just, well, just put me right on the spot. Yes, listen, you am, have a
5: Saturday Do you morning want me to show? run outside
1: in the street and yeah. see, if anybody shoots? See, if any, <laughs> see if anybody shoots at you? That's the that's the litmus test, Nick. Um, Liz, I was asked by quite a few people if I would be the, the Republican Party, as you as you have. We've have talked about on your show, my show. The Republican Party is in a bit of a hot mess. And I had quite a few people. Ask me if I would consider running for chairman. So, yes, let the cat be out of the bag. The cat's (laughs) walking right. Yeah, just screaming right through the studio. Uh, I am running for chairman. Oh, you are? I am running for chairman of the Ilry County Republican Party. it's official. It's official.
5: I'm not going to do an interview because um, there are some people out there that say, you're doing preferential treatment. Oh, no, so, we, don't want,
1: we don't want that. No. We don't want that.
5: But it is a fact that, yeah. um, that you know, you have a show here, Saturday morning, 7 to 9. Yes. You uh, have run for office before, which you hate when I remind you. And uh, you're also a local attorney. Mm-hmm. And uh, you fill in. Check. Check in check. all the time. And um, and so you are involved with the Horry County uh, GOP. You've been a I lifelong form- f- citizen here.
1: I formerly served as the vice chairman mm-hmm. under Robert Rabin. And, of course, Robert Rabin passed away last yeah. year. And, and they actually asked me a couple of years ago if I was would would consider running, and I just I didn't feel like I had time to do it. Mm-hmm. But Liz, the 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 Orie County Republican Party is just it's a it's a ship without a rudder, and without a sail, adrift in a in a <laughs> sea of chaos and confusion.
5: It's embarrassing. It needs
1: help. It is so, so embarrassing,
5: and you know what it's doing? Yeah. It's giving the local Democratic Party opportunity. Oh yeah,
1: when I when I. I I've told this story. I think uh, when I managed the uh, the poll at Garden City Two, when I mm-hmm. when I did the polling place there on election day, there was a Democratic poll watcher who was there all day long, mm-hmm. and and she was reporting back to the mothership throughout mm-hmm. the day, and they were coordinating, and I don't know what all they were doing, but the fact is the Republicans didn't have a poll watcher there. We had no real, and I don't think we. And and I asked the leadership team. I'm like, guys, did y'all send out a list? Did y'all get some people out to the polls? Did you and, and I got a very, well, let's just say I was told, well, we sent, him, we sent out an email and nobody responded. That mm-hmm. was kind of basically yeah. it. So we just, we need to get our act together. Our mm-hmm. Republicans need to come together and unite over somebody who can pull this party together and lead us to, and in the childish nonsense. What's I mean, this
5: with the credit card? All this is screaming that an, an, an at each an other. an and actual and, issue? Is that a real issue about the credit card being in uh, Dream at Purdue's name? Is it that is really an issue.
1: It is an issue. It is also a distraction. It is an issue, yes. It is also a distraction. And I wrote, in fairness, and this is not personal, I like the chairperson on a so that was the rollout folks of uh, the respoid for chairman campaign on the Liz Callaway show but again it's not really about my campaign for chairman though that has sort of been touted here lately but it's mostly about reorg and getting out today and getting av- involved and again those meetings start at 930 at Scipio Lane and I hope you guys will get out if you're in those precincts and take part or come out and learn folks we'll be right back with more Saturday morning coffee and Russell Fry right after a news break and these words from our sponsors We're the
3: professionals, we're there with.
0: folks. Berlin Wolf here with Carolina Cool. Small-scale, locally-owned businesses create communities that are more prosperous, connected, and generally better off. When we buy from independent, locally-owned businesses, rather than national chains, a significantly greater portion of our money is then cycled back to our local economy to make purchases from our friends' businesses and to aid our neighbors in need, and ultimately strengthening the base of our whole community. Carolina Cool is such a business, serving only the Grand Strand area, all of our Our employees are on payroll, live, and buy local. We're not part of a franchise or giant corporation. I'm Verlin Wolf from Carolina Cool. Please buy local. Keep your money where your heart lives. Now that's cool. Carolina
3: Cool. That's cool. This
0: is WTKN Talk 94.5. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5.
5: All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with my brand new adventure. Something. Grab some older, meat tightly, flowing like an awful.
3: Daily and nightly, will it ever stop y'all? I don't know. Turn off the lights and I'll go to the extreme. I rock a mic like a vandal.
6: Light up a stage and wax a jump like a dance. Caress a speaker that booms. I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom, deadly. When I play a
0: melody anything
6: less than the best. Melody, love it, to leave it you better, better hit out
1: not I... Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is eight oh seven on your Saturday morning. You've made it to the second cup hour of Saturday morning coffee. If you housekeeping items to take care of this morning here on the second cup hour Uh, as always we invite you guys to join the show the call in line is 843-903-2945 you can also text us your comments as many of you have to the pcrxcomputers.com text line that number is 843-798-TALK for those of you in Swansea that's 798-8255 for your text messages want to thank the climbers for chiming in this morning on the PCRXcomputers.com text line. I also see a message from Art Ruffalicious. Art, good morning. How are you doing this morning? And um, and some others we've already mentioned, but thank you guys for checking in on the uh, on the text line with us here on Saturday morning coffee. And Mr. Producer is trying to get my attention. What's
2: yeah, up? Art, he's got they've got a um, a barbecue festival going on down in Surfside Beach today. Really? Yeah. So I thought you should mention it. Yeah,
1: let's talk about that. I don't. For some reason, I'm
2: not seeing it on my text. Uh, it is up in. It's right up here. Okay, anyway, so- it's at Surfside Beach. Yeah. It's um it's it's on Surfside Drive between the library and the ocean. And the time is ten to four, and obviously Art Ruffalicious will be out there as well. Awesome, way to go, Art! And is that benefiting anything in particular? Uh, your hunger, as your far hunger. as I can All right.
1: see. Very, oh, that's a great, that's a great don't, cause, don't Art. Know. That is a great, great cause. By the way, uh, in, in do encourage you guys to call in with your uh, thoughts, comments on the show eight four three nine zero three two nine four five. Again, is that number? But word of wisdom to the wise folks. Be careful what you say if you want to make it through our arduous call screening process. (laughs) If you ever happen to tell our capable call screener that you look forward to urinating on the host's grave, your name will be added to a list which is captioned, those who will never be on the show again. So if you want your name on that list, again, tell the call screener that you look forward to urinating on the host's grave. And that will put your name squarely. At the top of that list. So, But look forward to hearing from the rest of you on the call-in line. That number is 843-903-2945. Right now, we are joined in the studio by... The one, the only Representative Russell Fry. Good morning, Russell Fry. How are you doing? Sir? I'm doing
6: great. It's, it is awesome to be here. It sounds like you got a good fan base out oh, there. Oh, we He's... got we
1: got some great fans. We have got. <laughs> great I tell you, we really do. We really do. It's only really one. I mean, it's and, only one. Uh, and I and I say this in all seriousness. I have enjoyed meeting some of you. I get calls at the office, uh, you know, and folks just call and talk about the show and. You know, I love to talk to folks, so it's a, it's a good thing. It's uh, we uh, we have fun with it, and we've got a great uh, little little family here at Saturday That's morning right. coffee, folks that get up and spend the Saturday morning talking smack, which I'm looking forward to talking some smack with our own Russell Fry, one of our uh, one of our legislators fighting the good fight for us in Columbia.
6: And uh, so, how are things going? It's good. I, I tell you, Reese, it, it has been crazy busy. I mean, you know, we left last year with. The pandemic, as everyone else did, and, and, and there was just a lot left on the table in this year. I just feel like with the the election results that we had in the General Assembly picking up members in the House and in the Senate, I mean, we are rolling this year, at least in the House. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know about those other guys across the hall, but it, we're, we're doing well. It seems like there's a lot of energy.
0: In Tons. My yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, every week. I mean, energy to get things done and not... Maybe maybe lessen the bickering, which is always a good thing. Is that is that a fair statement?
6: I, I think that's incredibly fair. I mean, every week we seem to have something on the radar or yeah. uh, up on the calendar. What's up next? You know, so you know, this past week was election integrity. We had a little bill on that, and yeah. we had uh, uh, religious freedom the week before. I moved to the harpy. I mean, we, we it's just every single week is like boom, 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 and so I, I'm I'm excited. It's it's good to be up there right now.
1: And I and I want to get to all that. I want to ask you: Is this energy this uh, this you know, I call it GTD, Get Things Done. This mode that we're in, you know, uh, Representative uh, Bill. What's Bill's last name? Bill uh, from Aiken. Um, Taylor. Bill Taylor. I'm sorry. Mental, mental block, mental slip. He's calling it the pushback agenda. But is is all of this energy a response to the November election and January 6, and is it somehow all tied together? I get the feeling that it's kind of res- of a response to what's happening at the federal level.
6: I think so. I think a little bit. Um, I mean, you know, the General Assembly is a little bit different. I mean, it's a lot different than D.C., let's be honest. But, uh, it, it, you know, there is the pushback issue, that, uh, the, the agenda. You, but I think you just got – I mean, we, we've been out for a year, So it's like let's get some stuff done while we're yeah. up there, you know? Yeah,
1: get stuff done. So you, you mentioned the election integrity bill. What's mm-hmm. that all about? Because I think that's an incredibly important issue. Yeah. If we can't trust what happens on election day, right. then it should be a day – and we don't have a, we don't have a republic. Right.
6: That's right. No. Uh, if if you look at our state, I think mostly it went pretty well. Right. We, we didn't we did yeah. not see the issues that Georgia saw or other places. I think our laws are structured. I think that when we've passed laws on these, they've been measured and done right. Um, what what is a concern, though, if you if you remember, Reese, early in this uh, uh, before the election, um, the, the Democrats basically sued the state election commission, named them as a party in a lawsuit. And in that lawsuit, at, up until the legislature got involved, yeah. the election commissioner, Marcy Andino, was was going to sign a consent order which would waive all type of laws and do all this kind of stuff. And she was going to kind of waive some of this stuff. Well, we – in the legislature said, well, you, you don't really have the authority to do that, right? So we intervened in the case. Amen. And the and we and we challenged it. And, you know, obviously you have the signature requirement mm-hmm. uh, that we have under the law yeah. uh, for for absentee ballots. So, you know, the the federal court struck it down and went all the way up to the Supreme Court. They upheld our side. The signature requirement still in there. So what that brought out at the trial, though, was an interesting observation, which is that the state election commission, we have laws. And then there's a lot – there's some degree of flexibility from county to county on some of the practices yeah. that they do. Yeah, standards, right?
1: standards how for do you, county.
6: How do you yeah. cure uh, an absentee ballot technicality? How much time do you allow somebody to cure that? Do you or do you not have drop boxes? Do you? I mean, so there's a whole gamut of small things um, and, and flexibility that is out there, I guess, theoretically for election commissioners. But that's a problem, right? I mean, because you want it uniform throughout the state. A ballot cast in Greenville should be the same as a ballot cast in Clarendon. And um, should you give somebody an opportunity to cure their absentee ballot? Sure. But should it be, you know, some counties were doing it a couple days. Some counties were saying up to – I mean, so the uniformity piece is really what this bill strikes at, is that we need standard rules Mm -hmm. all across the board. That is the easiest and best way to fix it. Um, We passed that bill. I think overwhelmingly we had some Democrats that joined us, but you know there were obviously some that that didn't see a problem with that. They wanted to keep the flexibility within the county. I think that's a terrible idea because it it really is. Does your vote count the same way in Greenville as it does in Clarendon or the Constitution
2: or the says the states, yeah. not the counties, right? And and I think in integrity goes along with everything being uniform across the entire state right
1: I think the key is you just don't want it different if something passes muster in York it right. should pass muster in Ore County right and, and standard and, and, and vice
6: versa and, and I think to some extent the counties and I'll, and I'll give Sandy Martin and, and those and those folks credit I think the counties sometimes feel like the state has not given them clear guidance. And if that's the case that's what this law seeks to do is we right. need standard rules. Yeah. And this is that is it is very important that we do that. So I think this is a, a very easy lift.
1: Okay, trick question on this subject because oh, we haven't we haven't talked about this but this is an important question. We have been talking about this on the show and we're going to continue to talk about it. And we may have to talk about it after the break. But yeah. one of the things that I've been looking at is some people for instance the lieutenant governor was on this show on on this show and on the list show and she was quote she quoted the um, Alabama Secretary of State, and she said that our voting machines are not connected to the Internet. That's true. You, so you agree with that statement?
6: I, I, that's why I've, I've been told by the State Election Commission. Okay,
1: then, then riddle me this, Representative. Tell me what this means. I was the poll manager <coughs> for Garden City 2. Mm-hmm. When I set up the poll, the first thing that I did at that poll location, which is the same thing that happened at every poll location, is I pulled out of the kit – A Verizon black box, which was a MiFi hotspot.
6: Hmm.
1: Now, if none of these machines connect to the internet, why do I need a Verizon off-the-shelf MiFi hotspot for my polling place?
6: You know, and I I don't know. That's a great question. What I think uh, it may be, you know, because the the tabulation happens at the second machine, so at least that may be for the first. But let's find out. I'm curious. That's curious that I'm being told one thing and you've, you've got a Verizon hotspot.
1: It is curious. And we are working on it, folks, and we'll continue to work on it. And we're, can you stick around? Yeah. All right, folks, we've got a little more Russell Fry coming up after these words from our sponsors. It's Russell Fry and Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. Don't leave town.
3: Yeah, ice. Vanilla ice. Vanilla ice. ice. Text us, 843
0: 798 TALK. Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on TALK 94.5.
1: Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, and we're here for a real estate minute with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson team. And we've talked, Greg, on the show about how hot the real estate market is in South Carolina. Is the market still booming?
3: It's not only booming, it still remains hot. Builders trying to catch up to all the demand. We've got only a two-month supply of inventory, so it's a red-hot seller's market for sure.
1: So if folks are interested in selling, what can the Greg Sisson team help them
3: with? At the end of the day, it still matters on where you price your home from a listing side because if you overprice your property in this market and it sits for more than 30 days, people start wondering what's wrong. So it's still important to know the market and price it correctly so the expertise matters.
1: And how can folks get in touch with the Greg Sisson team?
3: Directly on my cell at 843-251-2693 and gregsisson.com If you are
1: interested in selling in this market, give them a call. It's the Greg Sisson team, 843-251-2693 or schedule an appointment online at gregsisson.com
0: You're listening to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, Saturday morning coffee on Talk 94.5.
1: Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. little David Gray on your Saturday morning, talking to Representative Russell Fry here in the studio. Thanks for sticking with us, Russell, on Saturday Morning Coffee. Great to have you with us, as always.
6: Good to be here. I love it.
1: Well, right before the break, Russell, we were talking about this issue of the voting machines, the es machines that we use here in O'Reeke County, and whether they are or are not connected to the Internet. And, you know, I've talked to quite a few people about this, and I'm still working on this issue um, And trying to get a definitive answer, but you've been told – and the reason this came up is we had the lieutenant governor on the show, as I mentioned, and Mm -hmm. she was talking about a meeting that she went to with the Alabama Secretary of State and some others who had specifically studied the particular system that we use and had approved it and had concluded that the system did not connect to the Internet. And I said, well, uh, lieutenant governor, with all due respect – I do not mean to pick a bone, but I ran a precinct in Orie County, and the first thing I did was set up a MyFi hotspot. So, if none of these machines connect to the internet, why do we need to do that? Because you know. And, so-
6: and again, great question. I mean, I, look, I, I believe I, here's the thing. What I will say on this email that I have from the State Election Commission, I don't think they're lying to me. So, but the question is that I have on the follow up is, why do we have a hotspot? What's that for? Uh, exactly. that, you know, and, yeah. and you know this, Reese, when mm-hmm. you go into the voting place, you've got a computer that signs somebody in. That may be what it's for, is the computer that signs you in.
1: It may be. It may be. And I will say this. I've got a meeting or I've, I've exchanged emails with Sandy Martin about setting up a meeting to talk about this. Right. And I have uh, an associate in our office doing some research on the issue. So we're digging into it. But that may well be. You may yeah. be right.
6: And, and so for the listeners, that's, that's probably what it is so that you can check to make sure that these people are actually voters when they come in there. Um, at least from this email, and I'll read the quote. It's a pretty lengthy email from the State Election Commission about the process. And uh, it's, it's a book. I won't read the whole thing. But they said this was tested by the U.S. Election Assistance Commission. Ballot marking devices, scanners, and computers used to tabulate results are never connected to the Internet.
1: Again, I'm asking the question. A lot of people are throwing information out. There's, I don't know if you've listened to any of that Mike Lindell video mm-hmm. that's floating around on the internet. Some of that is persuasive. Some of it's a little, a little on the questionable side. But I, I still think there are questions that we need to get to the bottom of about these machines, and we need to keep digging. That's and, for sure. Until, and I'll, and I'll until say we this. know for sure,
6: that's right. And I'll say this: I think our our approach a couple of years ago when we purchased these. Now these are almost brand new machines, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, because we did have uh, potential for hacking in our old machines. Uh, these new machines are, you know, came highly recommended. They went through the procurement process. Um, I feel pretty confident in them, but I do think that there are questions just that people are curious about. So yeah. well, you know, let's find out about I that. I
1: think as long as people are asking questions, we should continue to dig, Russell. And I will yep. tell you, I, have, I still have questions about them
6: that remain
1: unanswered. Some of the vetting entities that have vetted these machines were lobbied. By some of these companies like Dominion, like ES&S, you know, it's, I, I don't know. I'm not disagreeing with you. It's an open question yeah. in my mind is where I am. There's another bill talking about voter consistency, county to county. You and I have talked about this. There was a bill that I think you've sponsored that there was a bill that you sponsored that changes the appeal process when there is the appeal of an election result that, you mm-hmm. know, a, a, a contestant in an election... <clears throat> disagrees with the result of an election and he appeals it for local elections that has been done at the county level for instance during the previous primary we had an appeal here that's right i, I actually served as the parliamentarian that's right. for the uh, for the proceeding actually i'm tooting my own horn but i think we did a pretty decent job i think you did with the with the proceeding it wasn't a circus i'll, I'll go that far mm-hmm. um some people said it was going to be a circus and uh, but what, you've Got a bill that moves that process to the state. Correct. And some people have asked questions about that. For instance, if it's a local race, why shouldn't local authorities continue to have jurisdiction over that? What's, what's the reasoning behind okay. that change? Well, several. And so yeah. let's go
6: through a hypothetical. So you, uh, you live near me. You run for county council. I run for the state house, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have election issues that are very similar to mine, and you feel like you want to challenge your election results as I do mine in the primary. And this is only for the primary, for Democrats have their primary, Republicans have theirs. So you running for county council, your petition to challenge the election results goes to the state rep- or the, the county Republican Party. Mine, even though we have the same issues and we're in the same area, mine yeah. goes to the state Republican Party. So right off the bat, you've got two potentially different results, Yeah. even though you've got the same the issue. The same election. The other thing is, you know this, right? Well, recently. theoretically. Yeah. It, I, I, yeah. I'm with you. Go ahead. So the other thing is, from a due process standpoint, right, when you walk in, you know how the party is. The party mm-hmm. are the most opinionated people. They already know who they support before the, before people even announce. And so this is like having a stacked jury potentially against you as a candidate. If you're a candidate that's not of the party, you're not the party favorite, Right. Uh, For whatever reason, the party, I think, apparatus or establishment within the party, if you're not the favorite, there's no way to recuse executive committee members from the Horry County Republican Party. But is Aiken County going to care about a county council race in Horry? No. But that yields to better results on the state level. The state has a history of doing these uh, challenges. They do them every single cycle, that there's some sort of weird issue. The state election or the the state party hears these. The executive committee men for the party hear these challenges. So I think it just instills a better confidence in due process, in fairness. Um, Y'all did a great job in Horry County, I think, with with the hearing and the protest. But I've talked to both lawyers and former party officials in other counties. Mm Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not like that because yeah. they don't have the rules, they don't know the procedure. It's kind of nuanced in here. And if you're if you want to, if you're a candidate and you want to have a good, fair shot, you want to feel like the system is fair, that you're going to have a, an opportunity to be heard, and you want to feel like that the jury deciding that is not going to be stacked against you. So, I think for a whole host of reasons, it just makes total sense to do this.
1: I, I get that. I get that. I think that's a that's a good that's a good thought. Um, Folks, we're joined. Uh, Russell, we've got a call on the line. It looks like our former associate probate judge, Carol Paget is on the line. Judge Paget, good morning. How are you, sir?
4: Good morning, Reese. Uh, I'm enjoying your program this morning with Russell. Glad to have him with you.
1: Have you, got a, you got a question for us?
4: I do. I do. Russell, uh, I know that you are in favor of the COS, the Convention of States. Can you tell us what the status is in South Carolina with the resolution who is signed on in favor of it, and who in our uh, Horry County uh, delegation has not signed on to it yet?
6: You know, I, I don't know who the, the 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 sponsors of here locally of that are. I am a sponsor of that. It's a good it's a good measure. Um, I think uh, I think that we have a, a real opportunity. That's part of that pushback agenda, Reese. Yeah, um, it uh, is to 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 do that. And in, in Article Five of the Constitution, it allows states to kind of put parameters or or guardrails on the federal government. So, by and large, that's what that seeks to do. Great question, uh, Judge. Good to hear your voice, too. I hadn't seen you in a while. But I think that there's some some healthy uh, uh, amount of co-sponsors around the state. But off the top of my head, I don't know who else in our local delegation supports that.
1: Uh, Judge, thanks for the call. We had Bill Taylor on the show a few weeks ago, and he was giving us uh, the update. And he's going to be back on the program, but he is sort of the – lead sponsor of the Convention of States resolution in, in the South Carolina General Assembly. So we look forward to having him back on the show. But I, I agree with you. I, I think this whole whatever you want to say about what has happened since November points to a need for the states to reassert their role, the, the role that they were intended to have, frankly.
6: Amen,
1: amen. In the in the federal system,
6: you know, we we are a federal system, and I think we we're we, supposed to. Be- we, yeah, but, but people tend to default to the federal government that they are the end all be all, and they're not. The states are equally critical and equally important in that measure. It is a compact between the states, the people, and the federal government, and I think the states have a very compelling uh, reason to be concerned about the direction DC is going.
1: Just as we give our rights. To the government, we consent to be governed. The states gave certain of their rights and privileges to the federal government in a Correct. consent arrangement. Mm-hmm. And so it is the states that give their consent to the federal government to do what the federal government does. That's and right. It's only by the consent of the states that the federal government exists. And the people. And the people. Well, by definition, right. by extension, right. the people. So, Judge, thank you so much for the call. Good to hear from you, you, as always. And, uh, Russell, anything else you want to share with our listeners before you head out?
6: No, i, I tell you're you. Going it, to, you're going to Reorg? I'm, I'll be at Reorg. You know, I, I do this. You know, recent I served. You, know, you remember this, when we were both pressed into service a couple of years ago within the party yeah. uh, under Robert Rabin. And I'll tell you, that was a, a wonderful time in, I think, our party's history where we did come together. We did get things done. We raised some money. We had fun while we were doing it. And we got some good folks elected. So, um, I, uh, I'm, I'll i be down there. I'm sure you will, too. And uh, I'll be there. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Real quick before you go, you mentioned the religious freedom bill.
6: Yeah. Tell us about that. What's that? Yeah, no, the great, great question. So, you know, Reese, you've seen this. Governor Whitmer in Michigan or Newsom in California, you know, they have uh, punitively targeted churches. And the Supreme Court has slapped them on this, right? We've seen courts overturn executive authority where they've closed churches this bill says that, that religion is an essential service. We classify thousands of professions that way. It makes total sense to do this. Amen. And so I, I think I'm into that. At the end of the day, I'll If you can we, go to the strip club. Yeah, right. Casino. Yeah. And so this says we have—freedom uh, of religion is real in South Carolina. And there is a role for the church in our community. Amen and I think to that. That's what this bill does. Amen to that,
1: folks. Yep. Uh, it's uh, Representative Russell Fry. Russell, if folks want to get in touch with you, follow you. How can they do that?
6: Yeah, call me, email me, uh, Russell Fry at schouse.gov. Call me; I'm, I'm accessible. Hit me up on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, really enjoy being on the show. Thank Thanks. you. Always good to hear from you. Yeah, you too.
1: Take care. Join us anytime, folks. It's Russell Fry. We've got to take a commercial timeout. We'll be we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors with more. Saturday morning coffee. It's Russell Fry. I'm Reese Boyd, and that's Glenn Die. Don't leave town.
3: Saturday
0: morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour, and more coming up next on Talk ninety four point five.
3: like a main street of an old forgotten town. And sunlight shines and fine white lines on weathered stores with open signs. They may as well just close them down.
1: Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, 835 on your Saturday Morning may as well just close them down that's what joe biden thinks it's what the biden administration wants to do but uh they're also going to send you a 1400 hundred dollar check so don't worry about that pizza parlor you had to close that you spent your life savings on the government going to send you your third
2: check folks. Yeah, and then over on the back end it's only going to cost you like six thousand dollars i yeah. understand
1: 17. 17,000? Oh, 17, you divide the number of taxpayers in this country into the amount that your Congress and your president have just spent. I've, I've been told now, I haven't double-checked the math, okay. but I read online that the number is $17,000 <laughs> wow. per taxpayer. But now, folks, you are going to get an immediate refund of $1,400 yeah. of that 17000 So you need to look at the bright side. You're, you're getting a rebate on that 17000 It's not actually... Costing you seventeen thousand. By the way, the money hasn't even been printed yet, so we're spending money that hasn't even been printed, and it's really not your money. It's your children's children's money yeah. and their children's money. But you know, you're going to be long gone. Yeah, dead. Don't worry about that. Yeah. So I want to thank Russell Fry for joining us here on the program. Always enjoy talking to Russell. Um, good guy and uh, doing, you know, trying to do the right thing. I think in the General Assembly for us, we. Uh, we call him out when we think he makes mistakes, and he's responsive. You know, he comes on the show, and he, he talks about it, and he'll talk about anything, which I which I like. On this voting machine issue, folks, there are still questions that have not been adequately answered. As I mentioned to Russell, I'm still looking at it. I would like to get Sandy Martin on the, show, on the program at some point. I've invited her. Uh, we're still digging on this question of Internet connectivity uh, for these voting machines. I tend to believe uh, – well, I don't know. And so – I'm still looking at that issue. I've got an associate in my office who's researching the issue, writing a little research paper for me. And we're going to figure out one way or the other because some people think one thing and some people think another. And I'm committed, I'll tell you guys, I'm committed to find the best answer that we can. And we're going to continue to talk about it on this show because as I have said many times, and I will continue to say it again and again and again, if we can't trust, if you can't trust, that the vote that you cast on election day is actually counted and it is not diluted by some fake ballot conjured up out of thin air on the Internet or by 100 ballots conjured up out of thin air on the Internet, then your vote means nothing. And if your vote means nothing, then we don't have a republic, folks. So this is a this is a hill that we have to be willing to die on. This is like free speech. This is like the Second Amendment. There there are things that are primary, there are things that are secondary, and there are things that are tertiary that really don't matter. We we don't need to blow a lot of airtime arguing about the tertiary things. The secondary things we can get a little worked up about. But the primary things are the things that our freedoms hang upon. Mm -hmm. And those are the hills that we must be willing to die on. Uh, That's the First Amendment, the Second Amendment. Ballot integrity, election integrity, if we don't have free and fair elections, then we don't have
2: a democracy. We don't have a republic. Simple as that. You ever had that feeling when you're, I don't know if you've experienced this, but where you're driving home after voting and you find out that the person that's in the car with you actually voted opposite of what you voted, and you immediately think, you just canceled out you my cancel vote. You canceled me out. Well, yeah. Yeah. what you're talking about happened hundreds and thousands of times. Absolutely. And, and I say consistency I think, equals integrity if we have consistency. And I think across the state of South Carolina, that's going to happen. We're going to have consistency, but we really need it nationwide. And the individual states need to come together, work together, and... And the only thing I will say, Glenn, is we do not need to
1: federalize nope. our election laws. We need to retain, speaking of federalism, we need to retain the authority over our elections. And, and so I want to spend a little bit of time talking about it. As we said at the top of the show, it has been a crazy week. Great summary from Roger Kimball in the Epoch Times. He says in the past week we've seen, you know, there's more cancel culture. As I said, we're spending your great-grandchildren's inheritance. And they're destroying this Congress and this president are busy at work daily uh, destroying the United States of America as you and I have known it and remaking it in their image. It's insanity, folks. But this great summary comes to us from Roger Kimball at the Epoch Times. In the past week, we've seen six children books by Dr. Seuss shoved into the memory hole because according to the frightened bureaucrats at Dr. Seuss Enterprises, they portray people in ways that are hurtful and wrong. Last week also brought us the appropriately named Charles Blow, a columnist for the New York Times, who inveighed strenuously against the Looney Tunes character Pepe Le Pew, because Uh-oh. in uh-huh, because in the fertile imagination of Mr. Blow. The cartoon skunk normalizes rape culture. What, you know, did you watch Pepe Le Pew? Absolutely. Up? Uh, yeah. Was your rape culture normalized?
2: Yeah, I've never. You know, yeah. it never. I never raped anybody. It, so it
1: never. It never occurred to me to lay a hand yeah. on a woman. My no. dad uh, cured me of that urge at a young age. I mm-hmm. will. Uh, I will explain that disciplinary maneuver yep. at the appropriate time. But it was uh, painful. It left a few stripes on my rear end after <laughs> I. Made the mistake of hitting my sister. It was the first and only time I ever hit my Ooh. sister. Um, but, yeah, I watched plenty of, plenty of Pepe Le Pew as a kid. We are also watching a bill known as H.R. 1 wind its way through Congress. Anyone who thinks that members of Congress lack a sense of humor should ponder that they call this legislation For the People Act. Uh, that's really cute. For the people, should it become law, would essentially institutionalize the various corrupt practices – that made the 2020 presidential election a farce as outlined by analysis undertaken by the Heritage Foundation. The bill would strip individual states of their prerogative to set voting rules for election, placing that power squarely in the hands of a federal bureaucracy. As we've talked about on this show, folks, that would be a disaster, an absolute disaster. Moreover, H.R. 1 would provide same day voter registration, thus all but assuring An outbreak of voter fraud. You need an ID to board a plane, check into a hotel, enter most large city buildings. But H.R. 1 sweeps in to the rescue, entirely eliminating the requirement to produce identification in order to vote. It would just be, scouts honor, I really am Pepe Le Pew.
2: And I haven't voted 12 times today.
1: Yeah, and I've only voted zero times this morning. Additional requirements include requiring states to allow 16- and 17-year-olds to register. That's a wonderful idea. Requiring states to count ballots cast by voters outside of their assigned precincts. Mandating no-fault absentee ballots, the tool of choice for vote thieves. In brief, should H.R. 1 become law, it would assure what is already likely, namely, That the 2016 election was the last free and fair presidential election in American history. Let that sink in, folks. Let that sink in. Should H.R. 1 become law, it will assure what is already likely. That the last free and fair presidential election in American history occurred in 2016. Folks, this is not kidding around. This is we're playing for keeps. And this is a primary issue. This is a hill we have to be willing to die on. And you've got to get involved. This is your republic, your country, your United States of America. The other issue that he's talking about is the rescue plan, which is the American Rescue Plan, a nearly two trillion. You know how much two trillion is? It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. It's two zero zero zero. Zero, 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 dot, zero, zero. That's a lot of
2: zeros. Yeah, that's a lot of zeros. Did
1: you know that is more money, the rescue plan, that is more money spent in one fell swoop. Now, as you well know, somewhere between 75 and 90% of it goes to items that are not COVID related. Yeah. It's a wish list of democratic fantasy. Yeah. But... That is more money spent in one fell swoop that was spent on the entirety of the New Deal Yeah. after we adjust for inflation.
2: Yep. Hey, I just want to let you know before we go to break that Speedy Gonzalez has uh, released a statement uh, because of the Pepe Le Pew. Uh, He said, you can't catch me, cancel culture. I'm the fastest mouse in all of Mexico. So there you go. Speedy, Pepe, speedy Pepe can't catch Speedy. Yeah. The other thing that uh, I'll point out to you
1: guys on the uh, Great American Rescue Plan is, as this uh, gentleman in the Epoch Times, Roger Kimball, points out, it's more like reparations than COVID relief. The, uh, the bill targets relief at minorities and socially disadvantaged groups. The bill provides for massive debt forgiveness to farmers. Just so long as the farmers in question are from socially disadvantaged groups, i.e., racial groups who have faced historic discrimination. Only women, veterans, and owners of socially, this is for the money that's set aside for restaurants, $5 million set aside for restaurants. Only women, veterans, and owners who are socially and economically disadvantaged, again, defined racially, may apply during these programs' first weeks. Most white males go to the back of the line, folks. This bill is a disaster. It's uh, it's unbelievable. So, anyway, we'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back. But they're playing for keeps, folks, and they're unwinding uh, this republic. And you need to stand up, be counted, and participate in your government. I'm Reese Boyd. Stick with us. We'll be right back with the parting wisdom segment of Saturday morning coffee. Don't leave town.
0: Saturday morning coffee call the show at 843-903-2945 the Reese Boyd radio hour returns after these on talk 94.5
1: Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. And we're here for a Real Estate Minute with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson team. And we've talked, Greg, on the show about how hot the real estate market is in South Carolina. Is the market still booming? It's
3: not only booming, it still remains hot. Builders trying to catch up to all the demand. We've got only a two-month supply of inventory, so it's a red-hot seller's market for sure. So
1: if folks are interested in selling, what can the Greg Sisson team help them with?
3: At the end of the day, it still matters on where you price your home from a listing side because if you overprice your property in this market and it sits for more than 30 days, people start wondering what's wrong. So it's still important to know the market and price it correctly. So the expertise matters.
1: And how can folks get in touch with the Greg Sisson team?
3: Directly on my cell at 843-251-2693 and gregsisson.com.
1: If you are interested in selling in this market, give them a call. It's the Greg Sisson team, 843-251-2693 or schedule an appointment online at gregsisson.com.
0: The Reese Boyd Radio Hour, two full hours on Talk 94.5.
1: Brother, let me be your shelter. Welcome back to the Saturday Morning Coffee program. I am Reese Boyd. It is 8.51 on your Saturday morning. You've made it to the Parting Wisdom segment of Saturday Morning Coffee, folks. But before we get to that, I want to share with you that uh, you can catch Tom Heron right after this program here on the, on the show, uh, on the station. It's Up With America. And later this morning, you can catch the Tim McGinnis show next, this week with Tim McGinnis, program at 11. And so I hope you guys will stick around for the remainder of our Saturday morning lineup here on WTKN. Really enjoyed uh, the show this morning. Just before the break, we were talking about the incredible evil that is uh, contained in the legislation, We uh, the two uh, pieces of legislation that we were discussing, H.R. 1 for the People Act and also the American Rescue Plan, the $1.9 trillion uh, bailout of democratic special interests that your Congress and president have enacted this week. Folks, this, this legislation is simply evil. Uh, it redefines policies that have been in place in this country, assumptions that this country is built upon, and it will do lasting damage to this country that we will be working on for generations. As I was discussing before the break, I uh, got distracted by a little technical sound issue in the studio. Um, Reparations are more uh, central to this bill than actual COVID relief. This bill doles out massive debt forgiveness to U.S. farmers, but only so long as the farmers in question are from socially disadvantaged groups, which federal law defines as racial groups who have faced historic discrimination. Now, folks, I'm not saying that these guys don't need help, but how... Does it move us forward as a society, as a culture, as a nation, when your federal government borrows $17,000 from your great-grandchildren, all of you, no matter what color you are, and then doles it out on the basis of skin color? Yep. I mean, let that sink in, folks. There's a great Supreme Court opinion. I don't have it in front of me, but one of the Supreme Court justices wrote, I think it was Clarence Thomas, ironically, who said... If you want to end racial discrimination in the United States of America, the first thing that you start doing, the very first thing that you start doing, is stop treating people differently based upon the color of their skin. What part of that statement is either ambiguous or incorrect? Somebody please tell me why your federal government should engage in overt racial discrimination. Let's just call it what it is, racism. Mm -hmm. And it also applies to the relief that's been slated for the uh, restaurant industry, small business, of course, been terribly uh, challenged by the pandemic, but not actually the pandemic, by the government response to the pandemic. More so than the actual pandemic, I would argue. I mean, this is crazy. This is nonsense. And think about this. Not only is uh, this gigantic, this is, again, a little more Kimball from the Epoch Times, not only is the gigantic pork package financially irresponsible, it's also blatantly unconstitutional. Just imagine, this again, Roger Kimball, just imagine if there was a bill that provided $5 million, relief, $5 million in relief per facility, but stipulated that whites got first crack at the dough and that blacks had to wait three weeks at the back of the line to apply for funds. So flip the legislation color wise folks and see what that sounds like. It's insanity folks. And it's sowing the seeds of racial division and it's not moving us forward. It is a huge step backwards. We've talked about, um, uh, the HR uh, one bill. There is so much in this bill that is awful, folks. There's a great list of thirty things in the uh, Epoch Times that uh, explain what's wrong with this bill. It's too much to cover in the remainder of the program, but the um, the uh, those two pieces alone are are two of the most. I would speculate that those are the two most damaging pieces of legislation that congress
2: has ever passed in our lifetimes and we've been around a while glenn i'm wondering if there's any way i can make some money off of that 1.9 trillion is a lot of money they wouldn't miss a little bit you know and, uh, unfortunately you're the wrong skin color glenn i don't think there's yeah. a big slice coming to you you
1: may get your 1400 but i think that's going to be the end of the line white privilege card just hasn't it's not paying off no, for you it is. has not paid off You know, there's a whole show that we could do, folks, around this false narrative that you live in a systemically racist country. And way too much to tackle uh, today, folks, but suffice it to say, we do not live in a systemically racist nation. Far from it. We are bending over backwards to demonstrate that we are not a systemically racist nation. My only hope is that we do not destroy ourselves in the process.
2: Not only bending over backwards, but going overboard. Yes, exactly. Way overboard.
1: I heard the splash about Mm -hmm. two weeks ago. So it's um, again, folks, the parting wisdom segment of the show. By the way, speaking of parting wisdom, uh, these are two of the most damaging bills that we have ever witnessed in our lifetimes. And sometimes you'll hear folks that will complain about a do-nothing Congress. And my response to that is always, you know, ha, we should be so lucky. If they would go home, they're not getting in my pocketbook. They're not passing laws to restrict our freedom. I'd be happy for them to come in for a couple of weeks, take their, uh, you know, take their checks and go home. Um, I mean, this is insanity, folks. This is truly insanity. Um, By the way, in the Parting Wisdom segment, there was a great story that I read, also in the Epoch Times, which talked about uh, a CEO story about elephants and how uh, this guy was on a safari in India. This this guy being a gentleman, John Alexander, who lives in Washington. He said the elephant, uh, he noticed that the guide, when they would stop, they were on an elephant safari in India. And he said the elephants would stop and... uh, and they would put them they would chain them to a small stake in the ground which the elephant could clearly move and uh they couldn't figure out why because the the stake was clearly not strong enough he said the elephants are are chained that way as a child and they learn to be chained as a child and so they never pull at the stake even when they're 10 times larger so the issue there is uh, what have you learned in your past that is constraining you but uh, uh, the the message he closes with is the socialist lie of victimhood has targeted our generation and is causing us to wither. And we've got to fight that. Folks, let me leave you with this bit of wisdom from the Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. That's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Y'all have a great Saturday. Join us at Regorg and come back next week for more Saturday morning coffee. Be blessed. Be blessed.